I've got garlic bread and chilli. Is it really audible? It is, isn't it? Okay, I'm going to try and minimise my... I'm going to eat all the bread now whilst we catch up. Uh-huh. Alright. Nice. I already started recording. Oh, nice. Okay, I just started recording. It doesn't matter. Don't worry. <laughs> that way you can have fun outtakes of me just being like, Hannah? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Hannah? <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> Hello, this is Greater, Stronger, Wiser. Two overthinking musicians. I'm Philippa. And I'm Hannah. And we're doing a series of podcasts in which we have deep chats about music, life and other things. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave a review or if you have any questions, let us know. You can find our details in the bio below. Oh, mate, how are you? I'm doing better this week. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I'm doing better this week. Pleased to hear that. Still physically tired. I think I'll be feeling a bit better tomorrow, maybe. Oh. Yeah, still physically tired. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that garlic bread sounds good. Mate, it's good, man. (laughs) It's the basic stuff from Farm Foods, but it's the one. Oh, amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good too. Um, mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yes. Oh my god, yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I saw Holly today, mm. which was so nice. Man, I need to measure her back. Oh. <laughs> I'm terrible. Oh, no, I get it. But, um, but it was so nice to see her. Mm, yeah, it was really fun, and it's just nice to see a human um, <laughs> face to face. <laughs> Be like, oh my god, hi. Mm-hmm. Things are kind of normal in some ways. Mm-hmm. So yeah, oh, that's fun. good. That's really good. Yeah. I really need to message her. Oh, oh, I'm sure she'd like that. So yeah, yeah, I'm pretty good to be honest. I think um, just kind of have one of those weeks where like it slipped by, but I'm all right with it. I'm just mm. like yeah. It's actually fine. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm okay just sitting with this at the moment. Um, yeah, that's good. Yeah, which is nice. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. 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 I'm actually, I've got a funding application that is due on Monday 9am, but Ooh. I really need to get it done today. So I'm going to probably be up quite late doing that. But this really cool organisation called Resourcing Racial Justice. Mmm. And so I'm, I'm fundraising on behalf of the asylum seeker part of our congregation at St Paul's. Oh, awesome! And um, oh my god, you go, you fucking go! <laughs> that is so great. So I'm just trying to fundraise for that, but it's just, the, because of the way that they are, they, the way the the language. Because I watched a webinar that they did, mm. and just the language that they use, they're just so. They're so calm. We did a freaking grounding thing at the beginning of the seminar, which was like, okay, like, we just want to start this meeting with a spirit of generosity. I'm like, oh, what? I think I was like almost crying because I was like, yeah. She was like, just put your hand on your heart, the center of knowledge, and then put your hand on your, put your hand on your abdomen if you can, because that's the center of intuition. I was like, oh my god <laughs> I love you <laughs> yeah it's like I'm actually I'm I want I don't I don't know if I even I don't know how I feel I'm just like overwhelmed by how amazing you yeah. all are 
my just god overwhelmed by this atmosphere of just and that's just before they even explain explained who they are as an organization yeah but they just want to resource essentially people of color mm. and people working with people of color in terms of redistributing power and redistributing oh. wealth and redistributing like democratizing econ- economy essentially yes please and i was like oh yeah and and this and they were saying like you can get in touch with us if you need support and they're also saying how we don't want this to be we don't want you to be tripping up we don't we don't want to like create any trick like we're not trying to trip you up and we're not we've not given you any trick questions sort of thing like we want you we want to back you so just like tell us your story just tell us who you are just tell us what you're about and i was like these people are amazing (laughs) wow yeah that's very cool what's the catch i know right (laughs) i'm like wait what what?" (laughs) collecting data (laughs) all the other evil companies (laughs) we have your data and now we own you (laughs) oh gosh i really hope not i really hope not (laughs) i'm sure i'm sure they're not they don't they seem they sent they they seemed too wholesome yeah that seems very wholesome yeah i just really love it and, and the thing is they were like we're humans like just be patient with us like be mm. generous with us like we are human oh, that's beings so and nice. that's why so you can do a two you can do a written out application mm. but they give you the option of doing a video application if you're mm. not used to funding applications and i was like do you know what as i write about this i'm just making this sound really stale mm. so actually what i'm gonna do is do a video just to give them a bit of my personality and i find it so much easier to talk about yeah the people that we're working with because they are people yes. and I don't want to just turn them into these this project do you know yeah. what I mean like these are people that we're trying to work with and support yeah. and restore dignity to mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so yeah I'm gonna do that tonight but like I have done the video I just I just need to edit it's just 44 seconds wow it's like 44 seconds wow wow mm. who you are what you want go <laughs> I find this sort of thing but terrifying. Like, I think I would much rather yeah. do um, written, to be honest. I know it's an eight-minute video, but I've got to get rid of four oh, seconds. Oh, I <laughs> see. Oh, you can do that. Mm. Just like do all the pauses, so you're literally just like blah blah blah. You can buy in a minute. <laughs> Basically, sometimes I do that with editing this. Like, um, if like do one of us you? is like pausing, there's like ah. Uh, I make it so it makes it sound like really like snappy and witty and mm. yeah. So yeah. <laughs> People are gonna think we're so sharp witted. I love oh, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, we're both just like <laughs> <laughs> snail pace. I'm just out here eating my chili. I will be done with the bread in a second. <laughs> Mate, don't rush it. You enjoy that. I've just got a few more bites and then it'll just be silent chili from then on. <laughs> I can't be able to hear it. So what's on the agenda? Have you sent have you put it in the Google thing? I haven't actually looked yet. No, I haven't. Um I was thinking about it and I just wanted to kind of just chat. Mm. <laughs> I was thinking I was I was thinking like I really enjoyed last week. Um I think we should definitely think about getting people on. Yes, I think so. Who do you think we could ask? George the poet joked. <laughs> <laughs> Um, preferably people um, would say we yes <laughs> <laughs> we could ask anyone the queen <laughs> um. <laughs>
I want to talk about something. Okay. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's just something Go I've been thinking it. about recently. I think um, it's a really interesting time at the moment. <laughs> How many people have said that? Um, <laughs> but I think just in terms mate, of just the other one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, in terms of thinking about like career paths and in terms of thinking about like the idea of like job progression I think um I think I don't know I've been chatting to Mm. just lots of different people about this and like lots of people who put a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. on themselves and I'm including myself in that sometimes um but like oh like Mm -hmm. oh I graduated um this many months or years ago and um I need to feel like I'm on my path to like fulfill my career and my dreams and have the life I always wanted to have and oh god I'm not doing that now because I'm working in a shop and Mm. that or I've been furloughed and this is all messy Mm. and oh I went away for a bit and now it's all just my plans have all gone to shit or whatever and it's just like I really really wish that we could just have Mm. more like conversations where we were just saying that it's not realistic like having a career progression and Mm. that brings you fulfillment happiness or whatever you know whatever you're looking for from it i just don't really think it exists Mm. for most people um and i think i think like i would really love it if i could chat to more of my friends who were just like yeah i'm working in a shop for a bit and that's cool and that's Mm. fine i might do something else Mm. in a few months that maybe i'm more invested Mm. in but like I'm doing I'm just I'm doing that and I, or you know I'm doing this and I really like it or whatever instead mm, of mm. having these I don't know this idea of this trajectory where you're just always going like onto the next challenge and I think it's, it's yeah. exhausting it's so bloody exhausting mm. I had a really good chat with my old boss once oh uh-huh. This was before I started at Symphony Hall, but we just had like mm-hmm. a chat. And he said to me someone told him once, so I don't know how I don't know how far back this goes. <laughs> but like someone once said to this person that a career is the the word comes from the word to do with rivers and a mm. a river careers. So it doesn't go straight down a, ri- a river careers. So like, I think far too often, like we've misused the term. Like it's not, you're not on about a career, you're on about a job ladder. I'm yeah. not on a job ladder, oh, I'm careering. Yeah. I'm careering down this river. Like, I don't know which way it's gonna take me, you yeah. know? And I was just like, that is such a healthier way to look at work or just look yeah. at, um, what you practice because I, I think sometimes what you practice isn't necessarily or where you find fulfillment in what you practice is like it's not necessarily the the end goal yes excuse me yeah but also yeah. the end goal doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna end up at the top of this ladder and then you become a CEO or whatever do you know what I mean like yeah, yeah. why is it that we're all working to become CEOs ew <laughs> <laughs> I know I know, I know some people think... want that yeah yeah. And that's fine. But I think... And that's good. And, like... Sorry. No, 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 you go, you go. I was just going to say, like, if that's your personality, 
then mm. great go for it you know pursue that if you feel like that's where the river is taking you if you feel like the twists and turns are leading to that role then mm. fine mm. but I think it's not fair to put that on other people and I don't think it's and I think no. we as people as well as individuals shouldn't put that on ourselves either like yeah you don't you need to just like where are your twists and turns taking you mm. Mm. I really like that and I think um I think it really helps to not see I don't know having like an end goal because you say that and you think okay but what happens when you go there like mm, when you get to mm-hmm. the end what does that mean like mm-hmm. okay sure maybe you're a CEO you're a manager do you like it is it what you expected does it give you good mm. work life balance probably not like mm. is it like what if you get there and it's this thing you've been careering, careering towards all this time and it's not what you imagined and which is totally fine what I'm saying I mean that we need to be able to have the skills to think to if we are in that situation just to be like okay this isn't for me I'm gonna Mm. do something else and I think often those skills can come from being more unsure at the start or being able to or being able to accept change or accept things maybe not working out how you expected them to um Mm. Because otherwise, I think that leaves us pretty unprepared to deal with, you know, what's what's at the top of the ladder if it's not mm. what we'd always imagined. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I think maybe because we've experienced our own disappointments, you know, it's it's easy. I think, and I'm, you know, I, I would say it's a blessing to experience disappointment and failure mm. earlier on in life because. Mm then you know that actually you're going to survive it like it's going to be fine mm-hmm. and actually you don't need to be defined by those disappointments and those failures you know like I think about myself you know I find it so bizarre so oh this is a fun fact about me um uh-huh. I have started doing a screenwriting course oh my god online. I didn't know this yeah cool. I started doing screenwriting because I've just been I was thinking about the music video and I was thinking how I want it to be quite narrative driven but then I was thinking oh I quite oh. would like to do a short film as an extension of this oh my god that's and so, so I was like, cool so I started writing script but then I was like I don't know what all these and then I looked at some example <sighs> scripts and I was like I don't know what any of this means so I looked for some free screenwriting courses and there oh are some on this website called Futureland so I've been doing those um, that's awesome and my notebook that I'm using for that screenwriting course is a note is an exercise book that I used to use when I was a chemical engineering student. <laughs> so that I, I flick through and I'm like, there are all these random equations. And I'm like, what on earth? Like, that's a completely different Philippa wow. to the Philippa who's now doing a screenwriting course, right? Yeah. Like, that was... Yeah. Um, that was momentum and heat exchange was that exercise book <laughs> it's for heat like heat exchange equations and i'm looking like u of x Sounds equals x momentum and heat exchange i mean <laughs> may sometimes i look at these equations i'm like that's i quite like equations i'm not gonna lie to you i'm not gonna that's lie to sexy you equation. that's a sexy ass equation right there <laughs> i like the way that balanced yeah <laughs> I quite liked it, you know. 
Um, and I really do miss, I do miss engaging that side of my brain at times. Mm. But at the same time, I'm so loving engaging my brain in this creative way, yeah. in this creative world. And I just, when I, I bring that up because I was on a trajectory, I was on a path, I was mm. in a mindset as well of like, this is the path I'm going to take. This is, these are the goals that I have now mm. to be this person in this space in this way, right? Mm. Mm. And actually, I didn't, I didn't fail my degree. I didn't fail my degree by any means, but I didn't do as well as I'd wanted to do. Mm. Um, I didn't do as well as some of my peers, a lot of my peers. And and in that world, like the my classification would be regarded as a failure, to be honest. I didn't fail, but everyone's like outside perspective. (laughs) I didn't fail, thank you. But it kind of wasn't like I'm not going to be a chemical engineer, right? Yeah. (laughs) No one's going to look at my classification and be like, "Yeah, you've got what it takes to be a chemical engineer." (laughs) Like no one's going to look at that and be like, "Yeah, you you've got what it takes." But actually, experiencing that disappointment and that quote unquote failure at such an early point in my life has been yeah. so freeing and such a blessing because then it's like been there tried that done that now yeah. I can look at other ways in which I am I can flourish and I, I feel myself flourishing in ways and like mm. accessing parts of who I am as a screenwriter mm. I mean I'm calling myself screenwriter I've literally done <laughs> a, a two embrace it mate <laughs> I've like five modules on this <laughs> online course um, and I really I, I, I find myself flourishing and I don't know how long that's going to last you know and, mm. I'm, and I'm not thinking of it like this is the end goal I'm thinking I'm really enjoying this and it's really in- mm. I'm accessing parts of who I am that I haven't accessed before yeah, yeah. and I, I'm thriving and flourishing in that <clears throat> there's yeah. no economic value to what I'm doing right now <laughs> do you know what I mean mm. like there's mm. no mm. like I'm not winning at anything I'm just I just feel like more fulfilled and I think we just need yeah. to encourage I think as people we need to be okay with trying things out without actually thinking about the end goal and actually just thinking about mm. how am I accessing different parts of myself that haven't been accessed before that mm. actually bring about flourishing and bring about that are life-giving you know mm. because no that's really that's really nice it's a really nice way of putting it and also find and also go back to those other versions of yourself remind yourself mm. of who you were and who mm. you are now because I think it's really important to be like gosh I really I really did believe in that at a time mm. I'm not saying that I hated it all the time like I think mm. there was a t- I really did believe in it yeah but it's just I don't identify with that person as much as I did back then like mm. Mm. I don't really know that Philippa anymore like mm. I mean yeah I still have a kick-ass equation but like <laughs> I also don't want to do that for a living <laughs> yeah exactly and I think it's really it's really important to to try and do that to try and feel like you can connect with that past self mm. um, and not reject it outright because I think a lot of people could quite quickly and I've seen people do this just say no that's not me anymore that's mm. it that's over I don't like that at all that's not me I do this now and you're like oh mm. it's more fluid than that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're always gonna have those parts of yourself yeah. and like I think it's so important to hold on to them in, because we will all, all have failures 
quote marks unquote Mm. and Mm. disappointments in our lives and how can you prepare for those how can you feel like how can you feel like you can go through something like that and Mm. I think by knowing yourself pretty thoroughly and just I don't know just accepting past present and future you you can I don't know help just get through those things Mm. a little bit easier Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I think also like we're so bad as friends and as like social groups and as a society as a whole of kind of perpetuating those things of kind of putting our friends into boxes or like oh they do this mm-hmm. and they're like this mm-hmm. um, and they love it because like mm-hmm. I don't know I think about some of my friends who I think like oh they love their jobs and then they say to me like oh yeah I had a bit of a bad day and I'm like what? Mm. but you love your job and you're like Mm. I've just put them into that box Mm -hmm. and like that's just not helpful Mm -hmm. like you you can't see your friends as 2D if you yourself experience a 3D life where you have your own ups and downs and yeah sometimes Mm -hmm. you don't know why Mm -hmm. and I think like yeah it's really important to support people through those job journeys yeah because this is the other thing is like you can get into a job where you do love it but mm. there are going to be ups and downs like nothing is perfect Absolutely. nothing in life is perfect I think <coughs> oh. <laughs> I had no idea what that was oh my god I thought it was like a dog coming in or something I don't I don't know why especially oh. <laughs> a big dog coming into your room and you're going ah! <laughs> I really wanted to warn you but then it actually just happened as I was warning you I was like I'm about to sneeze <laughs> Um, <laughs> excuse me I liked it <laughs> <laughs> but I think yeah I was talking about jobs oh yeah nothing is perfect jobs have their ups and downs even me who loves my job mm. I do have to even in music you know something that you love mm. so much and like oh my gosh I love it so much but there are yeah. ups and downs, like yeah. highs and lows. And I think you're right. When, whenever, whenever you bring those lows to someone, they're like, oh my gosh, you're having yeah. a low? But you're, yeah. but you're meant to love this all the time. It's like, yeah, yeah but it's real life. Yeah. You do, you do realise that like this is real life and we all experience the complexities that come with everything, yes. even in our moments of enjoyment and our moments in fulfilment. Can't say that. <laughs> even in our moments of fulfillment we mm. still experience the complexities of life yeah absolutely absolutely and I think um yeah it's interesting what you say about like music because like mu- even though music is for me the thing I love doing most mm it's the most complicated thing in my head Mm. it has the most and it's really I remember telling my mum this like probably like a couple years ago or something just saying like oh yeah having a bit of a hard time musically just like I don't know just finding it hard to um especially when you when you play music with someone else I mean Mm. there are different challenges when you play music just yourself but Mm. like working out those kind of like the communication Mm. and working out like what you both want from something Mm -hmm. can be really really complicated and it's such an emotional task Mm. it can really 
yeah it can just be quite taxing especially mm-hmm. if it's not going how you want it to or whatever mm. and I remember saying that to my mum and she was like oh I just kind of um, my mum is a very wise person but mm. you know this is just mm. showing that um we all do it and I remember her just yeah. saying like oh I just kind of like assumed that it was just such a source of happiness for you all the time mm. and it's just like it's really interesting how we see that for other people and that can then give us our own expectations of what our own life should be like like oh because they're always happy doing the thing they love and I'm not when I do my I don't know whatever it is Mm. um that means that I'm doing it wrong Mm -hmm. and it's just like no (laughs) it's fine and these things are going to be so complicated and yeah I think like we can't expect to get instant happiness from lots of these things Mm -mm. um and it's kind of a bit going back to what you know the empathy talk um that we were talking about a couple weeks ago like Mm. um about um yeah where he says we all have these expectations that we need to have the most fulfilling relationship and the perfect job and they need to be like like giving us everything that we need and it's like well actually like that's such a recent phenomena Mm -hmm. like people Mm -hmm. wouldn't you know you married for partnership for a business kind yeah. of relationship exactly. and you did a job most likely because you you needed to do that that was what was expected of you mm-hmm. um and that was just how you survive mm. and yet now we have you know you know obviously there there are positives and negatives but we have a world in which we have kind of got caught in expecting happiness from Mm. both of those things and I think something touching on what you were just saying earlier about um when you were saying oh well that person always has uh happiness in their job why don't Mm. why am I doing it wrong it's again comes down to comparison as well doesn't it and like Mm. yeah how we present what Mm. we're actually going through Mm, yeah and actually we need to be better at giving each other space and I guess you've kind of mm. just said that but like we need to be better at giving each other space for us saying I'm really struggling but then also we need to not compare like we need to not assume that that person's life is perfect mm. I think we need to be able to I think it's really important to remember past you mm. and and really sit with that version of yourself and say okay so these are the decisions that person made what was the context that that person made these decisions Mm. in like yeah yeah why because I think sometimes we get so upset with ourselves because like why am I here like why is this the stage that I'm at it's like actually let's think about the context that you've been in for the past five years right like yes let's think about the relationships that you've had let's think about the people that you've known let's think about Mm -hmm. the needs that you had to meet you know Mm because sometimes we make Mm -hmm. decisions based on the basic needs rather than yeah rather than like i want to be fulfilled sometimes you're like i need to feed myself yeah you know absolutely absolutely and so if that means that you've taken time to get to it's taken a bit more time to get to the stage where you are now in a space where you can think i need to be fulfilled like that shows that you yeah. have made progress absolutely because it shows that you're not just thinking about your basic needs you're thinking about oh now i want fulfillment like that's that's yeah. a good sign you know rather than being like I fail like think of it as a good sign of like oh I'm no longer thinking about the basic needs I'm thinking about the deeper Mm. needs of myself Mm. that's a really nice way of putting it and I think um I guess like 
I would really like for us to talk more about you know you say pro progress as in personal progress mm. rather than job progress and I think mm. I don't know like just some people that I've been talking to recently um about like wanting to get a job and it's like well what's that about it's about kind of being able to tell people that you've got this job mm. in some ways obviously it's about doing it yourself and feeling good yourself but it's there's so much like outward perspectives like oh what do my friends think about about this do they like what do they think about me doing this job what do they think about me doing this job mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's like like a status thing totally mm. and I think especially for men like you know it just harks back to a kind of like breadwinner status um Mm. earning money um there was like um it's in that sex power money book that I talked a bit about uh, a couple weeks ago um yeah and she she says that still um women are more likely to be attracted to men with money than men who don't have money or don't have as much money Mm. and it kind of goes up and up as men uh, presented to them are richer um, and that kind of I think that's still really ingrained in us mm-hmm. um, that kind of expectation um, yeah, yeah so I think it's, it it's interesting to understand that and to, interesting to think we don't need to think like this anymore like mm-hmm. obviously a lot of people do and we can see why but like let's lift some of these pressures off like yeah like our friends and our brothers and whatever like mm-hmm. we don't need we don't need to do this anymore we really don't sorry i'm just putting Chills. a headscarf over my headphones so that you don't hear any <laughs> voices because oh, I, I thought to do that i did bring it down but i just uh, i was doing too many things at once basically yeah. <laughs> I was, like, eating my the Jay. garlic bread was the priority. The garlic bread was... That was my basic need. Yes. <laughs> my basic need was garlic Next bread. Next comes the audio quality. Next comes the audio. <laughs> so apologies, everyone, if you can hear a bit of uh, Hannah in the background of my vocal. <laughs> but it's just... The garlic bread had to come first, really. <laughs> okay, we're good. I mean, it's a very weird nice. look. I'm not going to lie to you, mate. <laughs> What else is on your mind, Hannah? Um, about, my dear? Um, I guess, like, a lot of this... All the stuff that's come out this week... I'm aware this will be released, like, a few weeks later. But um, it's relevant now. Mm-hmm. Um, all the stuff that's come out about JK Rowling this week... Yeah. And the trans stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah... I think um I think it I'm really I'm really interested to see like different responses to this. I still because need to, to email my MP actually. Oh yeah. Oh what are you emailing them about? Um I actually don't know yet, but I saw that my friend had posted on their Twitter that they were gonna email their MP about something that a member of parliament has said. Oh right! And it was really awful. Once I find it, because once I find it, I'll let you know. Yeah. Cool. And what a member of parliament has said about trans rights. Right. Yeah. Oh joy. 
um, their lack of belief in them. Mm. Yeah, I think I think I've been really interested about um, just thinking about how different people from different perspectives like come to this from. Mm-hmm. Like, I was mostly just because like I went into um, the shop yesterday and there were like all the tabloid newspapers mm. and all of them had on the cover like JK Rowling, like sexual abuse, like past, all this stuff. But I couldn't see any mention of like the trans stuff, mm. and I don't know if that's like the, because of the day I caught it on or whatever. But they were obviously talking about the same letter, mm. which she is pretty transphobic, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so it's just really interesting to think like that doesn't even enter the, de- the debate for mm. a lot of people. That's not that's not even on the yeah, mm. it's not on the agenda. It's not on people's wavelength and I think like we can really forget that when we get caught up in and obviously this isn't the case with this argument but Mm. I think when people are online and um arguing about different things Mm -hmm. um different nuances I think Mm -hmm. we can really really forget the wider picture of it I'm just I'm not gonna lie to you mate I have been dipping in and out of social media yeah, yeah. And cool. so I am not 100%. Proud of <laughs> yeah, I was just like, my mental health cannot cope yes. right now. So yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't. Absolutely. I mean, I didn't, this is going to be really embarrassing to note, but I didn't even know about Churchill until today. <laughs> that they oh, took down the Churchill statue. <laughs> that's really funny. So that's, that's funny. how okay. much out of the loop I am. Yeah, this yeah. is a bit embarrassing. Yeah. But no. no. I also just like I cannot be things happen so fast they happen so fast they happen so fast and like yeah I think because I I don't get a lot of my news from social media I I listen to like the radio like Mm -hmm. probably every morning oh that's Um, good of you maybe I should do that more often I would really recommend I would really recommend um yeah obviously like people have lots of issues with the BBC um issues <laughs> um, they have issues do they issues hear? issues but, but I think like if you can listen to it and um kind of just understand like that this is a platform that's for lots of different people I think it's a really good place to get your information from mm-hmm, and obviously mm-hmm. pick up on the difficulties and the stuff that you hear you think oh well they could do that better they could be more inclusive in their language or they could have diff- com- these conversations differently I don't think that's a bad thing I think yeah. people then just say okay we're not going to tune into it at all mm. but actually like I'm not sure that's the answer like they're trying to fit the middle ground of mm. the British population mm. lots of people think they're failing sure yeah but I think like as soon as we all stop tuning into the same thing we're just going to become ever more in our camps and we're going to see more of this, you know, mm. far-right protesting and BLM protesting. That's, and a it's really, like, that's a really helpful thing to hear because I mm. am definitely one of the people who's like, I'm tuning out the BBC! Yeah. But actually to hear you say that is actually really helpful mm. and really helpful to know the benefits of actually tuning in. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. actual like you say it's it's important to know what everyone is that what everyone has got access to 
Yeah. Because we all have access to BBC, don't we? Absolutely. And I think we can we can all we're all capable and guilty of hearing something think, thinking I disagree with this therefore I'm going to turn it off mm. but like if they're broadcasting a Tory MP who they're vigorously interviewing mm. like most of the time mm. like what what's the what's the harm in that what's the harm in hearing that and obviously it's dependent on your own personal experiences and whatever triggers you might have or whatever I'm totally understanding mm. of that but mm. I think like I think I, I've been guilty of listening to the radio, hearing someone talk about something that, um, in a way that I don't agree with or I find offensive, and thinking, oh, why are they on the radio? Mm-hmm. And then just thinking, actually, this is a public service. It's yeah, meant yeah. to represent the views of people in the country. Yeah. If I then isolate myself from somebody who says things like that I'm then going to think it doesn't exist and then when I come across it because I will in a pub or in the street or whatever I'm going to be shocked (laughs) and Mm. I'm not going to know how to respond but I think I'm challenged oh oh, okay (laughs) but I think it's yeah I think it's really important to do that and I think that doesn't mean that you then tune in and you don't I, th- I think it, it, by saying that you're tuning in, it's saying, like, oh, I'm now part of this kind of mm. uh, middle-aged, middle-class <laughs> generation of people that listen to this who are all pretty, like, central, like, I don't know, central politics people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like, you can hear all of that and you can have your own challenges, your own criticisms in your head or with the people who are around you. But that doesn't mean that you should stop listening. Um, Is what I think, anyway. Um, That is really helpful, Hannah. Oh. Now I'm going to listen to the radio every single morning (laughs) because Hannah told me to. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's really interesting as well, hearing them talk about things that I get information on so obviously I get information on social media and I'm friends of a lot of very mm. left mm. like um people who people. are around my age yeah and higher higher educated um mm. Mm. like trans activists mm. uh, black mm. lives matter activists all these kind of things and listening to the radio where they're talking about the same things but mm. in such a different way not necessarily because they don't they're not talking about those issues but just in such an objective way Mm -hmm. it's just really interesting and I find it really helpful and grounding in working out my own views and beliefs yeah yeah exactly what you're holding on to yeah yeah but yeah take uh, take me back to what your thoughts and frustrations were this week in terms of trans rights and in terms of JK Rowling like you haven't quite finished that yeah Oh, thanks, Phil. Um, <laughs> such a good facilitator. Um, <laughs> it's two way, it takes two to tango, my love. It takes two to tango. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love to go dancing. Oh my gosh, oh. same. Did we have a, Oh, we did Zumba together. Do you remember them days when we could yeah. di- dance? That was fun. <laughs> me and me and, and Philippa um, went to a Zumba class, and um, it was held in a church, <laughs> and there was lots of quite aggressive music playing. Um, <laughs> things like um, 
oh, what was that one? It was like, and your panties get wet and they drop to the floor. <laughs> and then you're like shaking your ass. And then it was, like, the- get low. Get yeah. low, get low, get low. Get low, get low. In the church, like facing the altar, song. like, it feels so wrong. <laughs> I know. Literally a massive cross in front of us. I'm like, yeah. Lord, forgive us. <laughs> And often, like, the lights were on and it was dark outside so everyone could just see in to, like, butt shake. Yeah. Yeah, that was bizarre, man. That was bizarre. I loved it, It was great times, though. It was good times. It was so good for us to dance. Oh, remember when we could all meet and dance. I know. Oh. Uh, okay, back to J.K. Rowling. Yeah, sorry. sorry. I, keep, keep distra- I keep distracting. I keep distracting it, mate. <laughs> no, no. I keep on going on different thought trains. Thought yeah. trains. Thought train. What was the train life thing? Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> thought trains on this train life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, mate. J.K. Rowling is not a very J.K. Rowling. Um. Uh, is what we think is what we as I mean I say we I'm just I'm yes. just I'm actually this is so, I'm such a hypocrite I'm jumping on a bandwagon because <laughs> <laughs> all my all my echo chamber is like yeah. do you know what I mean yeah, and so yeah. I'm like Meh! yeah yeah but actually no. I need to listen to what I actually need to like do my research because I have been so yeah. out of it well this is exactly so I was in this position this morning of um, like someone asking me like what what do you think about it and mm. all I'd seen was social media posts mm. about it mm. from mm. other people's perspectives I didn't have the primary the primary source <laughs> mm. and so like I think like I was really careful to explain that before I said before I was saying like oh well I trust these people yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I really want to look into it, and yeah, looking into it, I think um, I think it's a pretty basic transphobic argument. It's based on wanting women-only spaces, um, oh, which I know. Which also, like, okay, so my my main issue with it is. Oh, okay not my main issue one of the issues with that <laughs> is mm. that by by saying like oh like uh trans women who are like biologically male like they come into these spaces and they make them more dangerous i think that's such an insult to men mm. like because you're then saying that men inherently are sexually aggressive mm. and you're arguing that these people are dangerous and not to be trusted and I think sure okay if that comes from your experience of being assaulted and abused which unfortunately is common mm. for women you know it's it's something that happens a lot mm. I can understand why you have that perspective not that that's not that I condone it because I think that's really um I think Adaptive. it's yeah it is it is and it's it's just really unfair because you're not you're not giving men a chance mm. in helping anyone to challenge those things that's the first thing i'd say mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. obviously the fact that people who then transition are either doing it to make doing it as a malicious thing 
to attack women I think is just really yeah where do you even start on that Mm. I mean like who would go through something like that to do that I mean it just it doesn't make any sense and Mm -hmm. I think as soon as you start thinking about it you think oh yeah okay what 10 years or something like the average Mm. of how long it takes to transition Mm -hmm. to go through that process just so you can get into a refuge and abuse someone like it's yeah I don't I don't even want to say that because like I just think it's really I think I think it gets really tricky because as soon if you're using so she was using her personal experience of of sexual abuse to Mm -hmm. justify her argument and Mm -hmm. I think like I think it's it's pretty poisonous I think as soon as you involve that sort of thing Mm. in then questioning somebody else's identity and then Mm. putting them into further danger because Mm. when somebody of a profile like that questions the identity of trans people you are actively putting them in danger Mm. putting Mm -hmm. people in danger who according to Stonewall, uh, 80% of trans people have experienced domestic abuse. Like, Mm. that is such a high figure. Mm. The highest proportion of, like, trans people have in, in, um, in compared, compared to other demographics, have Mm. the highest level of homelessness. Mm. And you think, you are just layering on another another layer <laughs> layering mm. on another layer mm. <laughs> when you're when you say things like that and when you have such a public profile I think mm-hmm. like especially someone of her standing yeah. like she has the resources to educate herself and to read about things if she wants to talk about those things I think at least do it at least seek out some understanding at least at least hear some perspectives and then maybe don't maybe you don't even need to say anything maybe Mm. you can say i've come to my own conclusion but i've um i conclude that in saying these things i may hurt trans people in the process so i'm not Mm. going to say anything or I'm going to give my Twitter account over to somebody who is an expert in this. I mean, mm-hmm. something else she was saying was that we should define trans women into categories about who has a uterus and who has periods Ew. and stuff like that, yeah. And I think, like, obviously I'm taking that out of context. I don't actually know how she said that. But at the same time, you think, okay, you're not an expert on this. You're not mm. a trans person. You're not somebody who has experience with working with trans people or whatever no. this is just not your place and you're actually using your public profile to talk about things that you don't know about and you don't understand and it's pretty damaging and you've upset a lot of people <laughs> and potentially put people's identities and lives at risk I mean mm-hmm. like there's I just can't really see how much good can come out of it I think no. like no, no, no. Apart from the people that support her, I think, from my own perspective, it's just... I'm not sure what she was aiming at here. Um, and especially at a time like this when, you know, we really want to be focused on the protests that are going on in the US mm. and these actual abuses that we've been seeing mm. with our own eyes. It seems, mm. a, very, it seems a strange time for for her to be coming out with things kind of out of the blue 
Um, oh gosh, oh gosh, the internet. Yeah. I know, and I and I think like actually, if more people could say, like, I'm sorry, I upset people. I've obviously got some things wrong. I hold these views. Um, they are for my. They're my own. They're based on my own personal experiences that mm. I might talk about or I might not. Um, help me understand this, mm. or help me see your perspective. It doesn't mean I need to agree with it. It's the same no. as the BBC thing. Like, you can listen to things, you can hear people's voices, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to change your mind about something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just to post inflammatory stuff that doesn't seek to understand other people's experiences, I just think is just. It's just it's just what we have on the internet all the time. I want yeah, something new. Yeah. Like people are upset over this, but people you know, it happens all the time. Mm. And like it's this kind of like it's this environment we've cooked up where we can just send really hateful stuff that doesn't that does that just I don't know, builds a fence that puts us in the corner of our own beliefs and makes us more extreme. It doesn't. Um, yeah, it really does. It comes back to the empathy talk, doesn't it? It's like yeah, we have made everyone else be evil. Like everyone else is evil. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. actually like, wait a minute. Don't give yeah. those people that privilege of just being the evil person. Yeah. Because then yeah. that means that they can just. You're actually not. You're giving them a get out of just continuing to be that way. Yeah. Totally. Rather than actually challenging them and getting them to understand your perspective or like. Yeah getting them to like be humble in seeking out other of opinions mm. do you know mm. what I mean like mm. you're allowing that person to continue in that mm. but going back to the JK Rowling thing I'm just so confused by why oh I need to I need to do my own research I'm just so con- <laughs> I'm so confused by all of it because I'm actually yeah I actually don't know why she did release that now and I also don't know why she felt that she needed to justify a tweet that she mm. tweeted mm. like ask yeah. questions don't yes. immediately jump to defending yourself yeah and don't assume yourself as an expert no. on these things especially if you don't know much about them I mean I don't know how she considers herself but like even like I I would feel uncomfortable about posting a lot of stuff that I feel like I know a lot about Mm. just because we're always going to get some things wrong or you're always going to... You can always do better to understand people's perspectives or to be more forgiving or to, I don't know, improve your... Just improve yourself. Yeah. (laughs) And I think, like, unless you accept that, then you then have to go into a kind of you then do the opposite I think and you just kind of have to keep on saying to your head no I'm right I'm right I'm right it's fine I'm right it's fine Mm. and it's like no you're not (laughs) no one's right (laughs) like and things are going to keep changing like these conversations will be changing for the better I hope Mm. with the more experiences that people have um, as trans rights hopefully are um are progressing and we're gonna have to keep on learning and we have to be we have to be open to that and to be willing to get things wrong Mm. and okay if it makes you uncomfortable 
like that's not necessarily a bad thing and also you don't have to don't you don't it. have to like Just you don't, don't have to engage <laughs> like if you really don't want to if you've had experiences that mean mm-hmm. that that's difficult just you know it's like what they say at school like if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything <laughs> like we don't <sighs> need another voice especially people, not people who've people, suffered people. so much and who are still suffering so yeah, yeah thanks for sharing because like you say she's got so much power now she's feeding into a lot of people's mm. a lot of people are not going to do the research do you know what I mean mm. because they're like oh well JK Rowling said so yeah exactly exactly and I think she's a person that we all like that lots of people trust I mean mm. she's part of a lot of, sort of charities she's a mm-hmm. women's rights advocate like she's someone that if you didn't really know lots about it or you didn't have people in your life who are trans or yeah, whatever yeah. I think you just it's called, kind of almost a bit like what I said we were both saying earlier like if you have friends on your social media who are saying like oh look at this thing that someone said or mm-hmm. this is my opinion you're going to look at the name you're going to look at the post and you're going to think I trust that person Yeah. therefore I'm probably in line with what they think yeah that's exactly what I did because I, I yeah I've been dipping in and out so I glanced at it I was like oh these people are angry I'm therefore angry you yeah. know and I was like and I'll engage yeah. with this in, in a bit and then I'll get angry yeah. about it yeah do you know what I mean it's just like yeah but I think it's also a product of feeling like we have to engage with everything oh, my days. because of social media it's like oh if you don't if you're not talking about this if you're not posting about this if you're not engaged with this mm. then you can't be in our club Mm. (laughs) and it's like actually we're not made to be dealing with all this stuff we're not on a daily basis like we're not we're not designed for that yeah we're not and we're not designed to be to be able to have arguments about these things like i just think on a regular basis yeah which is what a lot of people are doing a lot of people are engaging in arguments on a very regular basis yeah particularly on social media you know on threads where on Twitter, my gosh, like <laughs> we're such Twitter haters, man. I know, I know. <laughs> the amount that we talk about how much we hate social media sounds like we're never on it. I know, even though I always, we both I always break the only we time I ever go live on live in a cottage <laughs> with no internet, with no internet. But the only time I ever go on Twitter is to repost a change.org. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Because I have like, like people see that stuff, and I'm like, yeah, change.org, like. You guys are very inflammatory on this space anyway. It's like I feel like yeah. it's the one space that I can be quite it's not it's not inflammatory to sign a petition, but like to be that no. political and be that vocal. Yeah. Is um is a very Twitter thing to do. So I always post my change.orgs on there. <laughs> um but I can't remember what I was trying to say What were you trying to say? I don't remember <laughs> What was I talking about? What were we talking about? What were we talking about? I don't know <laughs> How much we hate social media Oh, The end <laughs> Like full stop innit Yeah done we hate social media conversation ended um we're meant to have conversations and seek to understand other people but social media is where that stops so both of our perspectives are right and um (laughs) everyone should come off it now there we go right now (laughs) this doesn't count as social media this counts as social (laughs) 
time. <laughs> Mate, the revolution will not be televised. It will be tweeted. That's what people need to know. The revolution will not be tweeted. The revolution will not be Instagrammed. The revolution will not be Facebooked. Like, Ooh. the revolution will not be social mediaed. You know, that's what Gil Scott Heron was basically saying. Like, this doesn't happen here. Like, this happens on the streets. This happens in your dinner tables this at your dinner tables this happens in your homes this happens in your your relationships in your workplaces like it's not going to be tele the revolution will not be televised guys bits of it will be but it won't be depicted as what exactly yeah and i think people need to remember that yeah people need to remember that i think also i'm just on the flip side I'm quite aware of the fact that because we're all living in this weird situation, we're getting a lot of the perspectives that maybe we'd get from face-to-face wider circles of friends or family. Mm. Mm. Uh, We're getting it all online, which makes Mm. it feel like it is always happening online Mm. um, and that people think it is as well Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. because that's the only perspective that you see of those people yeah um if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so i think like i think just on the flip side of that i think yeah it does it does have a part to play and i think we can all overemphasize it in our minds um yeah i think it's although it doesn't overemphasize itself (laughs) you know like yeah i think you know when back in the day when they didn't have social media like you'd see the protests on television yeah and then it would spark conversation right like you'd yeah. see the protests happening in the streets mm. but the protests were happening in the streets mm. they weren't happening on like it wasn't that's where the revolution was happening do you know what i mean like mm. we are seeing and we are being encouraged by social media and it's such an amazing platform in terms of letting people know where things are like that was why it was important during the arab spring is that in terms of galvanizing people and showing people this is where this is happening this is how we're going to get together this is the time this is the space yeah let's go like that's where it was that's the that was the beauty of it then Mm. but that's not where the protest was happening right that's where people were gathering to then go out and meet in person face to face yeah and talk out what they needed what they wanted changing what needed to be changed you know yeah and so we need to remember that the internet and social media are oh gosh I sound like an old person the internet (laughs) the Facebook the internet (laughs) and Facebook and all the other social medias are really important in terms of galvanising us Mm. but that's really it's the start then everything else goes into those conversations that you have um yeah the p like are you talking i know i keep saying this every single time but like (laughs) are you talking to your mps like have you messaged your mps like have you emailed them like those are the people that are that's where the revolution happens unfortunately it happens in government it's not as sexy but that's that's what it is it's not cute like yeah it happens in talking to legislators. Yeah. I saw a really good... Um, change. I saw a really good post, like a really good t-shirt, a statement t-shirt. It was like, listen, lament, legislate. Oh, that's a good t-shirt. It is a good t-shirt, isn't it? 
I was like, this is it. Like, we need to listen, lament and legislate. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's where the hard work happens. Mm -hmm. And people need to understand that protests happen as a result of legislation not changing. Protests don't happen because people are like pissed off that no one pissed off and they just want to cause havoc and wreak Mm. havoc that it happens because the legislation hasn't changed yeah despite the fact that people have been campaigning for it for so long yeah although i would say that um the protests that have been happening today in london Uh. is not because legislation has not not um been passed it's because these people were bored and um angry about lots of things because they can't express their feelings in normal life so they all come out in um yeah things like that but i would also argue that it might be that legislation hasn't changed because i mean i'm I'm tiring all these people with the same brush but like i think a lot of these people are are disenfranchised yeah Yeah. do you know what i mean and like legislation hasn't actually worked in their favor favor either and so Mm. instead of blaming instead or instead of holding accountable the people Mm. that are responsible for their disenfranchisement for that are responsible for their for their hardship Mm. they've they've put their they they're blaming it on a people group rather than people that need to be held accountable for the fact that legislation hasn't changed in accordance to their needs yeah their basic needs yeah and so i i'm i mean they are just misguided and misled and they haven't Mm. looked after either yeah but they're also as a result now now they're causing to seek harm to people that listen it ain't our fault if you're a fascist listening to this I highly doubt it. <laughs> but you know, if you're if you're a fascist, listen to this. Welcome, number one. Like, thank you for seeking out something new and something different. Um, you're listening to. Anyway, I don't need to. Anyway, basically, what I want to say to you. For five weeks. What I want to say to you is like, it's not our fault. Yeah. It's not our fault. And yeah. I feel for you, and I'm sorry that you are experiencing hardship, and I'm sorry that you're experiencing neglect from our government mm. because that's exactly because that's why you're frustrated with mm. my people group black people mm. that's why you're frustrated with us is because our government has not looked after any of us mm. right and that's not because of black people because actually black people came here built this country up and then they were neglected mm. too mm. and so you can be upset because you have the right to those emotions you have the right to those feelings but just I want you to think about who are the legislators mm. and who have they protected you have they protected your family mm. have they protected your needs you know like think about that that's ultimately what the issue is here is that our legislators don't give a fuck mm. man it makes me so mad mm. <laughs> that was really really well said <laughs> that was really well said so don't hurt hurting people hurt people right Mm. like just don't please don't hurt us like yeah yeah it's not our fault yeah yeah no that's it that's a real and that's a really good um example of empathy right there Mm. i think um yeah i think a lot of our knee-jerk reactions certainly mine is just I don't know to write these people off um Mm -hmm. lots of people 
would just be you know classing them as hooligans thugs all these things Mm. um and not then seeing them as people with their own needs their own wishes their own disappointments their own hardships Mm. because you're not that anger doesn't come from nowhere there's a lot of anger there's it's all anger and it's all fueled together and i think like where does that come from what's that about as you know there's this i don't know it's this entrenched sense of um tribal masculinity Mm. that's about throwing your weight around and about Mm um being i don't know physically physically imposing i guess Mm. um and that's gotta hurt that's Mm -hmm. gotta really hurt Mm -hmm. um and i can't imagine that that's a happy existence something that um in this how not to be a boy book by robert webb that i've also spoken about before Mm, um he speaks about his dad who was certainly of this caliber Mm-hmm. Um, and a pretty kind of yeah, bit of an abusive man. Um, mm-hmm. Man, yeah, a man's man. It's um, mm-hmm. also a horrible phrase. Know, <laughs> like right? he's no man's man. Men are so much better <laughs> than that. Um, yeah. Yeah, and he he said that pretty much on his deathbed, mm. he just had all these kind of regrets and and. And the biggest regret was not seeing more of his family, not appreciating them more, not spending mm. that time. And that boils down to being honest about your feelings, being open mm-hmm. to love, being open to those relationships. And I think he was someone who, I can't remember what happened, but um, yeah, had just a, um, had kind of affairs and stuff like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and was well known for being like yeah for being like that um Mm -hmm. and it's really interesting when you think like that it's all such a facade none of that is real yeah yeah and like what are those people also what do those people do when they're alone (laughs) Mm -hmm. you only ever see them in groups Mm -hmm. can you imagine those people going back to wherever they like a man going back to where he lives after like doing that sort of protest what Mm -hmm. what what's it like them being on your own like in your Mm, kitchen mm. making a cup of tea like yeah yeah what are those feelings then you can't carry that anger in in your whole existence no and how do you how are you fulfilled you do you feel like you're happy do you i'm just so interested i'm just want to know what that's like yeah i want to know what it feels like so important restoring that humanity to that person because yeah Ultimately, what the people at the top want us to do is to then, to then demonise those people, right? Like they want us yeah. to be like, oh, it's just the middle classes, isn't it? So they just don't want the upper, the upper middle class. Like want us to be like, oh, they're ruffians. Like, because then they, because mm. then it takes away from the fact that actually there's a much more insidious racism that's yeah. happening right at the top. Yes. It distracts us from the insidiousness of the dis- discrimination that's happening at the top. Yes once you remove that person's humanity once you remove that thing of like what is that person like when they're on their own like Mm. what is plaguing them 
mm. you know like or like what the, I always think about this you know you just I don't always think about this <laughs> I, I don't know why I said I lying think awake about at this. night <laughs> <laughs> but when you just think about like what they watch on TV yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean like, probably, probably really angry that little Britain's gone <laughs> I know but also there might be you might find that there are things that we enjoy in common like yeah which absolutely. is a weird thing to think well there I can't remember what it was I think it was some like company I'm gonna google it actually mm-hmm. but there was some company after the Brexit thing where they got people together from really different political backgrounds and they gave mm-hmm. them loads of different um like things to talk about and mm-hmm. then they had found they had loads in common and then they basically mm-hmm. read a card saying like this person is like a trans lefty and mm-hmm. then this other person is part of Britain first mm-hmm. and it was really interesting I'm just gonna search it Ooh. um but I, I feel think, like it was Carlsberg or something. I think it's really, I think it's really important. I mean, yeah, people love to. Oh, that's such good marketing. To be fair, oh, it enjoy is good a marketing. pint of Carlsberg with. Oh, that whoever. just makes me want a beer so bad. Same. I drank all my beers last week. Oh, I mean, not in one week. <laughs> I just finished my last beer last week. I've got prosecco in the fridge. Actually. Well, I don't oh. know what it is. It's it's rosé. Oh, this is how you realize. Um, not a very classic woman. I have some pink fizzy things in my Ooh, fridge. Fizzy things. It's meant to be organic wine. Oh. It's what it says on the bottle. Oh. So I've got that in the fridge. Might enjoy a bit of that whilst I edit this video. Try to get. Lovely. Um, oh, it's Heineken. Oh, it's Heineken. Oh, I'm not a massive fan of Heineken, you know. Oh, really? No. I, I mean, when, when I said Carlsberg, I started. Um, Salivating. But Heineken is better than Carlsberg. Is it? I think so. I mean, okay. <laughs> I understand that you might like Carlsberg better. <laughs> I respect that that's based on your experiences. Based on my experiences, I think Heineken is better. <laughs> oh my gosh, I had to literally like go, like lean back as I laughed. But, um... <laughs> Wait, I don't remember ever drinking Heineken. This is a thing. Oh. Carlsberg is the one that has a fancy tap, which has like ice on it, right? Uh, it's that's Coors Light, I think. Is it Coors? I think it's Carlsberg, mate. I oh, think Carlsberg I have had a frozen some... tap. And Something good about Carlsberg, cold, to be fair, man. is that they're like three point eight percent, which is good if you want to have like just a more beer. beer. Exactly, yeah. Heineken's like five percent, but it's tastier. But to be fair, all lager tastes watery and real ale is the go- way to go. Oh, real ale is the way what? to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I miss the pub. Say, well, next they're opening up next week, pub. mate. Sorry? Oh, the week after. They're opening up, oh my they're opening up in a god. couple of weeks. Oh my god. When I, when I first go into a pub, I'm going to drink six pints and just lie on the floor. <laughs> let the barmaid just like, stroke my do head. do that, Hannah. You're a <laughs> tiny person. <laughs> I, I don't allow it. No, no to six pints. You're allowed three max. Mate, Rude. do you remember that time you had like four pints? <laughs> it didn't end well for you, Han. What happened? Was I sick? Yeah. Was I? Are there any memorable features about that night? I mean, other than the fact that it was open mic, which is just pretty standard. Classic. <laughs> Were you with me when I was sick? I was no. So what happened was you <laughs> played it off so cool, oh yeah, and then you came back down. You're like, 
yeah so i had like three pints and just threw up <laughs> oh no i do remember that <laughs> i do remember because i just did a cheeky little chunder in the toilet yeah you did again you and did. continued the night and then just carried on i was like oh my days <laughs> <laughs> okay to be fair sometimes yeah it depends what day you're on it depends, depends, it depends how you're doing also being on your period can make you get more drunk it really it does No, it's been on my list. I really want to. I really want you to read it and for us to discuss it because Ooh. it's the most beautiful book. Oh, can you send it to me? Have you got I it? Can, I can send it to you. I will send you a copy. Yay! Yeah. Oh, I'll yeah. send you something. I'll send you oh, something. Yeah. Or we can do a book swap. Oh, that'd, that'd be, be fun. fun. Um, no, I absolutely love Period Power. Such a good book. Oh. Such a good. Mate, I've started like. I mean, I, I fell off the wagon after the anxiety of black lives matter but um i was like tracking my period and everything and getting to know getting to know my body quite well amazing because she encourages that and then also just getting to know my like there are different this could be very gross for do you know what actually i think everyone should read it i think whatever gender you are you you should read this book yeah um and also, the language that she uses is very um, neutral as possible. Oh, yes, please. Um, because she's aware that anybody could have a period. Yes. Um, and it's just really, really good. And it's just... There's so much we don't know about our bodies. Mm-hmm. So much we are not told. So much we're not taught. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this needs to be in schools. Maybe I need to write to my MP about sexual education. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steve McCabe is going to be like, for fuck's sake, Philip Wallace yes. again. <laughs> <laughs> I already received five emails from you today. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, well, I've got friends who um, are like t- contacting their old schools directly about like British colonial like so history stuff job. and also like sex education stuff, which I think is a really good way to go about it. Yeah. So, yeah, also, and also please. the education secretary. Yeah. What's his name? Grant something. Oh, I can't Grant remember. Williams. Oh, well done. Go you. I mean, that's because I messaged him today. It's the only reason I nice. remember. Or yeah. Giant Williams. I can't remember. It begins with a G. <laughs> I'm like, oh. In my head, I see Gavin. Giant. Gavin. Gavin. Yeah. I was like, there is an I in his name. Yeah. Giant Williams. <laughs> Giant Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Please take my small piece of paper, Mr. Giant Williams. <laughs> him, like, with his massive hand coming down. <laughs> yeah. Taking your little letter. Ripping it into shreds. No, Giant, don't rip it into shreds. <laughs> Just <laughs> giant. Um, please change our education system for the better, not for the worse. Mm-mm. You know. So yeah, mm-hmm. better sex education because women need to know about their bodies. Uh, yes. And about their hormones. Yes. And so do. Well, everyone needs to know about their bodies, and everyone needs to know about their hormones. Yeah. And so that we can understand each other better as well. And, like she gives really good language. I, I'm just going to end up telling. I I kind of want to do a seminar and like a for all my friends in, of this book so I'm like everyone needs to know this yeah so good mate I look forward to sending it to you oh my god I'm well excited to read it it's been on my list for ages I think you're gonna really love it oh I think I will I think, I really think that it. it's really interesting um because so yeah I 
I don't think I really knew a lot of those things about myself until I realised I had endometriosis. Mm. Um, so yeah, endometriosis is where parts of your womb lining come outside of your womb. So oh, like yeah. they can then like attach themselves. They can cause you pain, mm. but they can then also like attach themselves to different like organs in your body and create like complications. But that's like the more severe side of it, really. Mm. Um, yeah, and I think it's really it was really interesting for me suddenly. I don't know prioritizing that when like I don't know for so long I'd just been on the pill because like people say like that you should be (laughs) I hadn't even really questioned it even though it made me feel like I don't know depressed as hell at some different points Mm. it's like people like I don't know you get into a relationship when you're 16 and it's like Mm. the message is just go on the pill it's not think about your options and think about your hormones and actually Mm. like maybe you shouldn't be shouldering the whole weight of contraception Mm -hmm. and maybe your partner should like help you with this Mm. Ugh. Anyway, um, yeah, and I think like yeah. it probably didn't make me. I don't know. I think I didn't realize a lot of things about my body and the way it works and my hormones, mm-hmm. um, and how my natural processes worked as well. Because like, I was on hormonal hormonal <laughs> hormonal <laughs> contraceptives from mm-hmm. what fifteen to last year so Mm. six years which is a really big part of your development process yeah like and like most people i'm friends with would have been on had a similar experience yeah i think how do you get to know your body when you're doing that like Mm. it's such a and how do you get to know your mind as well because it's these Mm. things are so interconnected with mental health stuff yeah there's only been one study that links the pill and depression. It was done in Denmark, um, which is just oh. rubbish. I'm just briefly interrupting your podcasting listening to say that this was something that a GP told me when I went to her saying that I was experiencing depression whilst I was on the pill. Um, she said there had been one study, or at least I remember saying that um that linked the pill to depression um and I just did a quick little search of it I admit I'm I hadn't I haven't done an extensive one um and there have been other studies but it looks like this is the most comprehensive it was done over 13 years with over a million women and they found that um women were more likely to take antidepressants if they were on the pill and also experienced depression and they reported a 20% increase in depression in women and an 80% increase in teenagers um so yeah I just wanted to flag that up um yeah back to the podcast there's there's also a book oh I'll put it in the links um which is about oh maybe I'll get this and then we can both read it but it's Mm -hmm. about um like clinical studies that have been done and how they're so weighted towards seeing the average human as average male um and yeah and about how women's health is so excluded from mainstream health 
it's all kind of put into this um, subsection of women's health and not people's health mm. and so is severely underfunded um, but I'll talk about that more once I've read the book mm-hmm, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but yeah I think um, I think we just don't we really don't understand how these things affect our bodies no we don't and like this, this like these processes are complicated enough mm-hmm. like without adding all that all you know a cocktail of hormones to the mix yeah and like which aren't me- I think, meant to be there essentially no and like I also think I hate the conversation that we have around condoms mm. I think like the way that people talk about condoms is so like it's so like male based it's so mm. like oh like it's not um it's not good for men like i think i saw like i think i saw like a really flippant post on facebook the other day that was to do with like oh like oh no i don't, maybe i can't include this because the person will the person will know okay no i'm not gonna say it <laughs> <laughs> wait say it and then delete okay yeah, yeah. Delete. um Um, I'm interrupting again. <laughs> um, I'm going to keep this bit in because I doubt they'll see it. And if they do, if you're, if you're the person who wrote this, drop me a message. Let's have a chat. Um, yeah. Here we go. So, yeah, the person said, like, oh, um, they, they didn't want to disturb their neighbours because they were listening to music they were doing mixing with their headphones mm-hmm. on and they said that doing mixing with their headphones on was like having sex with a condom ew and it was just like i mean excuse me like that's so one that's so male based mm. because it's so about like this kind of like your enjoyment yeah but it's also like actually men are such <laughs> there's a wide spectrum of mm. men and different and different men enjoy different mm. things and also you enjoy things based on how they're talked about in pub in in society yeah, yeah. so like if everyone at school who's 15 or 16 is saying no i don't have sexual condom because oh, i think it's rubbish then you're gonna think oh it probably is then mm. yeah like she'll have to go on the pill it's not my responsibility mm. it's like that is your mm-hmm. responsibility and we need we need more conversations that are about that yeah yeah that are about that and that are about trying to trying to get people to i don't know like because you think like for okay for a man like wearing a condom that's like i don't know you have to base it on your own experiences but it's potentially something that feels a bit Mm -hmm. different for a woman going on the pill it's changing your whole cycle of hormones your bodily processes your mental health your physical health your eating habits like all of these things your weight Mm. your like your acne Mm. like it changes your whole life and and you're just like how are these this is how we see women in our society Mm. we 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 expect them to go through these things so that male perceptions of enjoyment aren't threatened oh my gosh that's so gross when you put it like that do you know what i mean like i know it's it's all about what you say in the pub not you know that's quite yeah. objective with but like essentially that's what it is it's like oh it's about that conversation isn't it rather than yeah. actual what are you experiencing as an individual and in that moment yeah yeah 
Absolutely. And I think until I tried using mm. them, I had this viewpoint of them that was like that was also based on that. Mm. And it was also like, oh, I don't want to like, like I don't want to like make you have to do this or whatever. And it's actually like, what the hell? Mm. We expect instead of experimenting with these things, we expect women just to sort it out for us so that we don't even have to think about yeah. it. And I guess probably okay, it's also maybe based on like typical views of men as being lazy and untrustworthy. Okay. and not trusting men saying oh you don't want to have to rely on him because he'll probably let you down which is also a sexist you know it's a stereotype mm-hmm. of male behavior but then something that people probably fulfill because they get told mm-hmm. it um and i think that's probably why a lot of women would say that they didn't use them because they didn't want to have to rely on them but you think oh do you really is that it's really not a good that relationship hard, though is it no it's really not <laughs> and like if you can't rely on them in that don't, of something yeah. that's going into your body literally don't then do what it. can you rely don't on them it. for do you think it's yeah. also because i was having this conversation with a friend in terms of how we talk about sex in general mm. and how mm. particularly in a heterosexual sex yeah. how we talk about <clears throat> penetrative sex and penetration Mm. and all this stuff and like they were saying how about if we just use the term enveloping sex or like (laughs) where it's more about the vagina than it is about the penis and I think maybe because the way that we talk about sex is so about the penis Mm. in heterosexual in heterosexual sex um Mm. it it then means that like that's the most important things that needs to be protected in this thing like that's the one thing that we that's the focus point and that's the thing that actually needs to be prioritized in this process yeah. in this yeah. moment of sex rather than actually every member of like then both people that are involved in it do you know what I mean it's like yeah hold on a second it's not just a penis going into some vacuum do you know what I mean like yeah yeah there's yeah. an actual human being attached to that vagina, FYI. Yeah. Also, yeah, did you yeah. know? You probably did know this, like but like clitorises have mm. like a fact. I can't remember what the number is, but we have so many more mm. nerve endings than yeah. a penis does. And also, the clitoris is yeah. like thousands, thousands more. more. And also, it's like seven centimeters long or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because all the way up and it's just like hey guys like <laughs> that's why that's why a lot of people find vaginal sex um sat- like can like that's why you f- it feels good yeah. because your clitoris is running up alongside the vaginal mm. wall interestingly so yeah i think that's a really nice point that your friend made that it's very like penetrative sex that is really focused on the men i hadn't i hadn't thought about it like mm. that i think like generally we see sex as someone giving and someone receiving Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you think okay how does that portray the giver how does that portray the receiver Mm. receivers are passive Mm -hmm. receivers um are consenting but maybe not enjoying Mm. um and givers are more keen uh they're leading Mm -hmm. it and they are in control and you think we're getting 
all of that from those words yeah, yeah. penetrative yeah. and and that's just that's not even thinking about our conversations around mm. sex that's thinking about the words that we mm. use um and it's it's so much more than than that act yeah, exactly. <laughs> especially you know that that doesn't that doesn't happen for a lot of people mm. having sex as well like mm especially if you're in same-sex relationships but outside of those two I mean lots of people who experience more severe endometriosis Mm -hmm. like really Mm -hmm. bad can't have that at Mm -hmm. all and lots of people for other reasons can't anyway Mm -hmm. and we need to we need to seek to also include those sexual experiences as being valid mm-hmm. um within our conversations and being something you know it's the same it's kind of the same thing as like a a car- the career talk mm-hmm. isn't it there's no end goal mm-hmm. here like apart from like okay having an orgasm sure mm-hmm. but like there's no goal of oh we must get to this point where we're doing this sort of mm-hmm. sex by the end of this mm-hmm. act it's like well like what's that got to do with pleasure mm-hmm. like sure it has a for lots of people it Mm. does but like pleasure is so much wider than Mm. that and we don't need to reduce it down to this heterosexual act Mm. that's being done yeah that's seen as all these kind of as the kind of um the most important thing i guess yeah yeah Mm. how do we get from careers to sex (laughs) (laughs) i don't even know no, I don't even know. Train life. Train life. Choo choo. Oh, period power because it's an amazing book. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, we could backtrack it; it would just be boring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to be podcast in short, <laughs> um, backwards. backwards. <laughs> yeah. Sex periods. J.K. Rowling. <laughs> Protests. Careers. Oh yeah. Mate, we've, we've gone. We've careered in this podcast. Oh, mate, we have. We've careered. I like Same. that. We've also, we've also like, oh my god, what? We've really gone on. An hour and thirty-seven what? minutes. What? I love that you cleared. And I was thinking we were like just a bit aimless in this one. I know, right? <laughs> oh my god. I like that you included that in our first episode. You're like, mate, we've been talking for an hour. Yeah, <laughs> it's just classic us. We just talk for ages, man. I know. We both know. Thank you for listening to Greater, Stronger, Wiser, Two Overthinking Musicians. We'll see you next week. Too tricky to handle. Too tricky to handle. I'm too tricky to handle. Too tricky, I'm too. One of my, it's an odd sock that I just didn't want to get rid of because I was like, this is such a cute odd sock because it has little peace signs over it. Little penises. Like, peace signs. <laughs> <laughs> it has just little penises sock. over it. <laughs> oh my God. Mate, I'm a changed woman since you last saw me. Yeah. <laughs>